Welcome to the sports class with Justin and Jamal. Thursday, May 25th. Welcome to the sports class. I'm Jamal Cox. When I say Justin, you say Kelly. Justin. Justin. When I say Justin, you say Kelly. Justin. I like Justin. I like this. Great start, JC. Thanks for the introduction. May 25th, episode 14 of the Sports Gloss. We are back and better than ever. Feels like summer here in beautiful Victoria, BC on the southern tip of Vancouver Island, but it's only the end of May. I feel total combustion in the near future, JC. (laughs) Don't tell our conservative friends that climate change is real, because I'd say we got three months, pal. I feel you, man. I feel like there's four... No, there's like an extra season here. I was going to say, because we don't really have a, like a serious like winter. Like It's kind of like this extended fall, rainy season, yeah. spring, summer, and then hell. <laughs> but usually these temperatures start cooking like this. I'm yeah, People talking, whether people might be turning, on, turning us off. But again, it feels like the end of July, not the end of J- May. Yeah. And that is concerning it is on a few different levels to be this dry at this time of year Mm. to be this warm at this time of year pollen in the air at the same time just working against us pollen in the air yeah man this is that's what i mean i think we got three four months till total combustion so i'd say use your time wisely (laughs) the skies are gonna look like we're on the planet mars soon just ash falling from the mainland fires that will you know inevitably start that's what I'm saying, Jason. We start with a bit of gloom and doom this week. <laughs> I love a dark sense of humor, so do you. Speaking of being outside in the great outdoors, we talked about this last week in episode 13, but you're heading back. So nice you booked it twice to yes, corner phrase. You're headed back to the Esquimalt Lagoon. You're heading back to back to the Authentics. Going back, back to Authentics, Authentics, Authentics. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm really excited. It almost feels like the first time was so nice you never forget your first time true true it feels like the first time was so nice Mm -hmm. that my expectations i need to like temper them and lower Mm -hmm. just because we're only staying one night like i said everything was immaculate and pristine the first time we went it's just like i mean i can't even can't get over how nice that porta potty was it's not going to be as nice this time nor the grills but the experience of going the first time, I, th- I feel like you can really fine-tune your process, JC. I think you can really, hey, we don't need this. We might need this. And I know, and I know you're going to forget your bags, your kids' bags on purpose again. <laughs> so you can slide back home for that shower and that little, that little organic Tim Hortons run again. <laughs> hey, I know you got that in the hopper, you son of a gun. I'm doing my best, wink, wink, to not do that again. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can just be there for the full holistic experience and be in the mud with my other fellow uh, soldiers I was guess. There, was, soldiers is a <laughs> bit strong but i like your um things that you when you went out to the authentics the first time that you thought at the time oh i'm sort of missing this that you'll bring this time around at the Ooh. end of may that's a great question something that you felt like you needed Something you, you know, you were looking for or seeking either to enjoy or to taste. Maybe it's a board game. It is a board game. You know okay. what? Okay. They have board games there. We played um, they Risk. Have, they have board games there? They do. It's pretty, it's pretty cushy. Jeez. I told you. It's nice. You want for nothing when you arrive. And um, I feel like a different set of board Like Julia and Dante were playing Risk and I was just kind of an innocent bystander watching mm. Watching these outdated shapes that have uh, the USSR and, and back in the USSR, <laughs> you these, don't know how lucky you are. All boy. these places that don't exist. You get that reference? Beatles? I do. I love oh, the Beatles. That's a great. The White Album is my favorite one. I have it on white vinyl in some capacity. I think it might be in Richmond, but I do have it on white vinyl. Send I used it to bump out. It. Send it out, Milk. <laughs> we'll get it this summer. <laughs> But back to what you were saying, I feel like, yeah, we brought some Uno last time, but maybe I bring, um, you ever played Hypotheticals? Do you know about this game? Mm-mm. It's a card Sorry, game. Sorry, just to backtrack, if I may. Yes. I was I was 2-0 on Uno tonight at bedtime. 2-0. I don't want to pump my own tires. I don't want to get high on the horse, JC. 
But I might have beat my eight and my five-year-old two and all. And he, normally I show a little mercy, but I had to get over here to Little L Studios tonight, so I was just pick up four, <laughs> draw four. I was dropping bombs. No skip mercy. You. No mercy tonight. Draw four. Skip you blue. <laughs> I know you got green because you're showing your hand. I taught you better than that. <laughs> exactly. Uno. Game over. Let's exactly. Go. go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. Sour taste of defeat in your mouth. My water bottle's empty. Don't care. You lost. Go to bed. <laughs> You sit with that. You sit with it all night. I'll also make you thirsty, I always say. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, Uno. Um, hypotheticals, for yeah. those that don't know, is if I can just filter it down, essentially, it's it's not really a game. It's just a bunch of cards that have scenarios mm. that are way the bleep out there. Sure. And you basically are just kind of asking your friends, you're like, hey, if you have to live in a rain cloud for the rest of your life, a.k.a. Victoria, you have to live in a rain no, cloud. No, no, no. It's never raining again. <laughs> Go on. But let's say yeah. you're walking around and only you, a rain cloud only follows you and only rains on you anytime you are about indoors, outdoors, whatever. Yes. Or if you have to deal with a situation where you have to only eat spaghetti with marinade the rest of your life every what do meal. you choose mm. so it's those type of things that's like fun. on a card that's fun and it's fun i yeah. like that you have a few little pops and you're sure, like getting sure. creative and sure. you're sitting there and maybe you you just take a hot, hot take you're just like you know what give me the spaghetti marinade forever me and rick tino are both rick Tino's are boys forever <laughs> for life huh i don't know that game but i like <laughs> i gotta bring it over to your house we're gonna play that game yeah now. Well, it's out of tentics. And you're right. I think Rick Bettina would eat. I think he would eat spaghetti marinara for the rest of his life. That was well put by you. Let's talk NBA. While we're talking Rick Bettino, let's talk former Boston Celtics head coach. Hey. Hey, Greasy Rick. Greasy Rick Bettino. Let's talk the game tonight, JC. Let's jump into sports here on the sports class. Hey, Boston's won two in a row. We're at 3-2 now. A couple days ago when we were texting... It smelt like sweeps all over South Florida, but... Brooms were out. The brooms were out, but the Celts have, have pushed back a little bit. They've come a long way since that 30-point bagel that they tasted. They've pushed back here a little bit. We we may, may have a series. I think we got a series. I think we got a series for a matter, for a few different reasons. I mean, they win tonight by, I believe it was like 13, but it felt like it was 26. Yeah, it felt convincing. Yeah, it was really convincing. You saw guys we've never seen before. Haywood, what's his last name for Miami? Hightower? Yeah, number 24 in your stat sheets if you're keeping strong. There was a guy on Celtics that came in number 99. I don't even know who he is. I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> Might as well been. They were isolated at that point. All that, to being, uh, all that being said, I think we got a series. We're going back to South Beach. Boston has the home court advantage. If they can steal one in South Beach, they get back to game seven. Celtics mm-hmm. fans are rowdy, crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, a few days ago... Haywood I, Highsmith was the guy's name. Haywood thank Highsmith. you. That's such a baller name. What a name. That's Haywood a great Highsmith? It's a great handle. Double H? <laughs> Double H. I love it. But yeah, a couple of days ago when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about tonight, I was just thinking, okay, the Denver, Miami, let's mm-hmm. just lay into it. The mm-hmm. NBA Finals don't start until the first, I guess, a week, week out. The second? June 2. Oh, okay. My bad. June 2. And I was just thinking about that already. And hey, Celtics fans, come at me because you're right. We're still around. The thing I'm worried about from Miami, if you're a Miami fan, if you cut my hair occasionally, if you know who I'm talking about, shout out to Mo. Shout out to Mo. You're running out of bodies. Mm-hmm. Tonight, Caleb Martin took a little spill with his knee that looked really sketchy. Jimmy Butler's been balling out for so long. You obviously tonight as well didn't have Gabe Vincent. Gabe been, Vincent was out tonight. Big, big miss tonight. He's hitting threes. He's starting. He's, he's facilitating. Playing, he's obviously playing really great. He brings a you lot of great. You see Santa Barbara Gaucho, by the way. Oh, yeah? Gabe Vincent. You see Santa Barbara Gaucho. Go Gauchos. Mm-hmm. UCSB, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, he he brings a lot of just grit, too. And like you can just see it on his face. Like I love his vibe that he brings on the court. Definitely a heat culture guy. And he was out, and you could feel it. It was palpable tonight. And 
yeah, I, I'm a little worried if you're a Miami fan, but also as a neutral, it's getting spicy. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I, I like the idea of this going, I mean, we're going five, six now, maybe yep. seven. I yep. love the pushback from, from the Celtics and, and what I said before about the 30 bagel. I mean, they in that, that second half of that game, that was that was a pretty low point, man. That felt... That felt doom and gloom, like me talking combustion. That felt doom and gloom. <laughs> yeah. And the, and let's give them credit, man. Let's let's give them their flowers. They've pushed back here in two games, and and they've made a real series out of it. I think we both believe in in Jimmy Butler, and I, you know, we're now seeing random people all over our sweet little city of Victoria wearing Jimmy Butler jerseys, and I I trust in the Heat, and I trust in Kyle, Kyle Lowry's base, but. <laughs> yeah, man, it's certainly a it's certainly a series now. Gabe Vincent being out tonight. I think we got some here, JC. Speaking about trust, do you trust anyone that wears a Miami Heat jersey with that no. serial killer no. uh ransom note font? No, I don't trust that. I don't trust that uh that of that, all the jerseys. That collage font, that high school <laughs> cutting it out of magazine font. I don't trust that. <laughs> I don't trust that. The only person I the only Bring me back Tyler Hero. Oh, I will end you. Let's yeah. get into Tyler here in a second. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I was actually, um, I'd like to have the conversation in a future pod about like, can can 40-year-old people still wear jerseys? I think there's some- You got to talk about that. I think there's some fodder there. Oh, yeah. And and it's situational like anything, but I think there's some, I think there's some hot, hot fodder there that I want to get into. I love it. Yeah. I was, which brings me to my point. I was looking at something in a on a marketplace, if you will, and I thought to myself, I want that Eddie Jones jersey. I want that Eddie Jones number six jersey. Maybe Ooh. that's what I need for the summer. You sure it wasn't a LeBron jersey? Uh, maybe I need that Eddie Jones six jersey <laughs> to hang out on your beautiful little patio situation to our right. And then you nailed it. It's a LeBron jersey. It's a LeBron jersey. Mm. So I'm not trusting, to answer your question, I'm not trusting anyone wearing a Miami Heat jersey unless it's pre-LeBron. Ronnie Cycli? Acceptable. Alonzo Mourning? Very acceptable. <laughs> Harold Miner? Acceptable. Eddie Jones? Preferred. <laughs> Anthony Carter? Yes, please. Oh, nice. Udonis Haslam? <laughs> The other night they were chanting like Haslam, Haslam, right? And yeah, uh, Spolster didn't put him in. I didn't understand. And then I thought to myself, oh, maybe because um, Udonis doesn't have his jersey on underneath his one. I was like, he knows he's not playing, so like under this, he's just wearing like his boxers. <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah. Oh man, it's amazing. One other note I just wanted to point out: Boston, you know, they've been so reliant on Jalen Brown and Tatum, as we talked about. There were four Celtics that had over 20 points tonight, and that that is really significant. They were moving the ball. They were shooting the three ball really well. Tatum had 21. Marcus Spartan had 23. Jalen had 21. Maybe Al? Derek White had 20. Bambi. 21, yeah. Getting it done. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Only played six Only played six people, again, like... Like they shortened super short, and we need to talk about that. I talk about that when we're talking Nugs and Lakers, but the benches have really tightened up. Yeah, it's that time, squeaky buttholes, tight benches. Mm -hmm. So, we got to talk about this Tyler Hero situation, yeah, aka broke ass Pete Davidson. I don't like it's just like. What are we doing with these sartorial choices? What the fuck is he wearing? I drop an f bomb because it's it's warranted. It's needed. Yeah. So I saw him tonight. He looked like a he escaped from some sort of like fashion prison mm. with the pinstripes and the Palm Angels hat, the bucket hat the other night, which is just the internet is alight with that. I must admit, a uh, long day for me today at the office. I didn't see him tonight. Thank God. But. I've seen him twice in this series sitting on the bench with his broken right wrist. And the two people that crossed my mind when I saw him in game two, I thought he looked like Aaron Carter. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Sorry. And when I saw him in game four, yeah, sitting on the bench with his broken wrist, I thought he looked like Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I, and, not wrong. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> look at him. Look at him. 
The thing is, also though, he's not really like owning it. He's sitting like this, like he's si- like you can't see me, obviously, if you're listening. But he's sitting like kind of prim and proper. YouTube like... coming soon. YouTube coming. Yeah, we'll, soon. we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, it's just like um, I have so many questions. But then, I mean, to the point where there's fucking rap songs after him. I mean, by Jack Harlow. So whatever, mm. you know, you are what you eat. But it's just like <laughs> they're. Like, he is in the culture. He's in the zeitgeist. And I'm just like, is it just a meme? Like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we... Even Stan Van Gundy's making jokes about him in the game. Former Heat coach. Yeah. Yeah. It's And and let's give the Heat credit, too, right? I mean, Tyler Hero, as much as we like to slag him here on the sports class and will continue to do so, and rightly so... I mean, he was a he was a big piece of their pie this year, right? And the fact that he's been out, if they if they win the series, if they're able to to close out this series, I mean, he may come back. He hasn't taken a shot, a jump shot in four or five months, but yeah, he was a big piece of their pie, and and he hasn't been there, and they've still just carried on with all these undrafted guys, and it's been impressive. The only thing I could give him credit for is at least he didn't break his hand punching a wall like Jaden McDaniel's Daniels of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. But anyway, wall undefeated. Humans always lose, by yeah, the way. Walls are a hard go. <laughs> walls are a hard go. Speaking of walls, let's talk about Jokic and the Nuggets. How we- are you feeling about these? This uh this gave them some flowers. They closed it out. Someone I heard today was talking about this and I it's in the proximity recent recency bias, it's easy to forget if you want to, if we look at the uh if you want to quantify things in such a way, the Phoenix Suns got a couple games off these teams, and the Lakers did not. They got the brooms out early, mm-hmm. got the job done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts about what just happened with Denver? I'll say, and you and I have been on this, I think, and and rightly so. You, the Denver Nuggets are the most fun team to watch and have been this whole playoffs, right? Yeah. And and if you're reading the social media stuff, um, especially in your your birth country, it's like no one pays attention to the Nugs. They're a mountain time zone team. Yeah. I mean, what an incredible team to watch. We talked about Kitchener's own, Canadian's own, Canada's own, Jamal Murray, um, the Joker, the other Serbian Joker. I mean, though that series with the Lakers for me was I watched every second half of that game. I taped it, I watched it. I don't do that with every series. Like that was appointment viewing for me. Yeah. Not only because I feel like now here on the sports class we have a you know, we're sort of leaning in and we have an inclination to the nuggets, but man, entertaining. Entertaining as all get out. It gives me vibes of kind of like when the Warriors were just starting to break through. And what I mean with, about that is it's not your traditional uh, NBA setup. Like you having like Jokic in the high post, like you're like thinking, oh, you got a seven foot, seven foot one guy that's just hanging out on the elbow, directing traffic, mm. dropping backdoor passes, just dimes all over so the place. So kind of reminds me of Draymond a little bit. Any, any, any idea that Nikola Jokic isn't the best player in the NBA these last two years and now this third year, right? I, I picked Giannis. I think you had Embiid. Yeah. You are regrettable. Fuck, you are fucking crazy if you don't realize how good Nikola Jokic is. He is, he is by far the mm-hmm. best player in the NBA the last three years. I mean, he is, he is the way he's moving, the way he's moving at the high post, facilitating, passing the rock, hitting hero shots, as well as just being solid down low. He never misses a bunny. I mean, I mean, all of that with an 11-inch vertical. It's amazing. Well put. He's got credit card hops. <laughs> he's got credit card hops. But he's got magic hands. He's a magic man. It's amazing. It's like the like Sabonis, the original Sabonis 3.0. You know, just like seeing those passes. Mm-hmm. The like back here, like yanking up threes at the buzzer. Like Anthony Davis, one of the best defenders in the league, especially at that position. Still just putting in work against him, walking triple double, doing all this stuff, like you said, facilitating, making it all happen. He there He brings the ball up, Jamal. He brings the ball up like a lot of the time. That's how good his handles are. It's wild. Love it. I fucking love it. 
he's the sun and the nuggets are heliocentric. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just all revolves around him. Mm-hmm. And I love watching it. You got uh, Michael Porter Jr. shooting threes out of the corner. I whoa, 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 whoa. Michael Porter Jr. is drunk. The whoa. way he, the way he <laughs> shoots the ball, he has no regard for anyone else. Michael Porter Shooter Jr. shoots the ball like an intoxic- We should call him Michael Porter Shooter, by we the way. We should call him. Yeah, we should call him Michael Porter Shooter. And from now on, we will. The way, he, the way he shoots the ball, he catches it, and he is so singularly minded. He has no interest in anyone else. Yeah. he's Michael Porter Shooter has decided that he's going to shoot the ball before it's even in his hands. Oh, yeah. Like, like he sees someone looking at him. He's like, yeah, I'm shooting it. It's true. Like Jokic, we always talk about him taking what the the game, the defense gives him, or what have you. Michael Porter shooter doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. It's like no. he's already made his mind up. The thing is, his form is so great, and he's like freaking six ten, so he can get it off against anybody pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, if Kyle Kuzma was on like stretchy steroids or something. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. even a thing, but he has no conscience. He has no qualms about just pulling from anywhere inside of half court. Just give it to me, green light anywhere. Let's go yeah. fast as you can. Yeah, I feel like someone's checking me, but and guarding me quite closely. But ah, I deem I deem that irrelevant. Irrational calf confidence guy. Yeah, it's definitely Dion Waiters territory. I nice. love it. I nice. love that he just will nice. just pull and yank it from anywhere. But it, but but also, <laughs> I do admire his confidence. I do. Yeah, but, guys running at him don't care. But he's, you know what? There's at times it's like ghastly shot selection. Like you're sometimes, like, yeah, you're, it's egregious. I think to myself, what? 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 <laughs> Let's this talk is about why I wear number one. Yeah, because <laughs> I am the one. <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about uh, again. Let's go back to we talked about Jokic. We talked about MP Shooter. Let's talk about the other big piece and and maybe. A person who we talked about bubble Jamal, but I think it might be time to let that go. Let's mm. talk about Kitchener's own Jamal Murray. Yeah. Now in that series, Jamal averaged thirty-two and a half. Nice. Shot over fifty percent from the field. The D book numbers. Forty percent. Your boy, your crush. D book. Forty percent from three. Yeah. If I was making two out of five threes, I'd just keep shooting them all day. The thing about it, oh man, he's so versatile. I We talked about this before. I love his game. He can hit. He's a midi magician. He can find that mid-range shot wherever he wants. He works those pick and rolls so well. It brings the ball up. He just has that engine too, which I can't, we can't ignore the fact that like he has that mentality. He has that engine that's just always going. He's Yes, always on yes looking for it mm-hmm. that mentality he mm-hmm. has which is that's how you win that's how you win and i love that just to have that and I'm, I'm gonna dig on you guys just for a second a lot of the canadian players don't really have it if you look at a lot of the canadian Aww. players hey wait a lot of the canadian players are a bit more laid back and i'm thinking about your shays your wiggins i'm not saying they're not talented they're elite players mm. but the disposition is different whereas mm. i feel like jamal's a dog yep what are yeah. your thoughts on that? I'll agree with the latter. Yeah. I don't know about the former, but I'll agree with the latter. Jamal is a dog. Yeah. He is a dog. You can tell he wants to win, and he has that will to win. It, that that bleeds through my TV. It certainly does, right? Another thing I noticed in this series Go that's on. worth pointing out, mm-hmm. just the little things, a body, li- body language doctor at work, just kind of watching all this stuff, reading between the lines. Players respect him. His opponents respect him. There were a lot of games after the game, LeBron is dapping him up. Yep. LeBron's not really talking to anybody else. He's yep. trying to get off the court, do yep. whatever. And he's giving his flowers to Jamal. You can see it. And they're having conversations during the game, mm-hmm. all these things. And I feel like that's a sign of respect. If you're whatever, sorry, Haywood, but if you're Hayward Henderson or whatever his name is, LeBron's not dapping you up after a game. So I think that real, recognize real game, recognize game. Nice. We we just elaborated on how now the Celts and the Heat, this is now a series, like we sort of have something here. I mean, it still feels like it's leaning Miami and Jimmy rocks, but at least we have we have something here. Yeah. However that shakes down, which is a bit bold, but however this series between the Heat and the Celtics shakes out, 
you think that any either of those teams could knock off the the Nugs? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Miami doesn't have the anything can happen. The series are long. Series are long. It's true. Miami does. If it, all things being considered, as they are, everyone's healthy. Miami, I think they're going to run out of gas. Mm. I think they don't have. Mm. Spoh's an amazing coach. They can solve a lot of problems. I don't. And think we're they have speculating the here, which is fun. That's yes. the whole point. They don't have the bodies, and I think Boston's just not there. I don't think Boston has the guys to stop who like i don't know who's gonna guard Jokic. i i just don't see it with boston the coaching decisions have improved over the last few games but i'm sorry i think i think it's mm-hmm. it's denver at this point on the 25th of may i'm with you jc i think that like i mean we've been saying it for weeks but the nugs feel like the prohibitive favorite whoever they play in the final that being said i'm i'm here for it i'm i'm gonna watch as much as i can when the finals do come and I'm really to, invested. But and, I think they're, it, and they're fun to watch, as I think stated. It's, yeah, it's going to be a coronation for Denver, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the first time ever the Denver Nuggets have made the NBA Finals. First time ever. It's wild. Pretty cool. They have been they were an ABA team back in the ABA days, whatever that timeline is. I'm not even sure, to be honest. But this is their first time in the Finals, being in the Final Two. That's pretty cool. It's cool. It shows the parity of the NBA. Maybe it also kind of furthers that... I don't know what you want to say, like that kind of blueprint that like the Warriors have kind of laid out over time. Because if you look at this team and how they're assembled, you know, it's not a super team. They kind of nurtured this team and they've mm-hmm. grown to this mm-hmm. this place. Like mm-hmm. Jokic, he wasn't a high draft pick. What I was going to say on Jokic there, sorry to interject, Nikola Jokic was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> During the broadcast of That's that, amazing. during the broadcast of that year's NBA draft, this is not a guy walking up to Adam Silver, uh, given the given the handshake and the hug, putting on the hat that we all knew and expected. Right? This is like, you know, I should know when he was drafted, but this is a guy who was not a prominent player. This is a guy who got drafted during a fucking commercial break. I have to check this, but I think uh, Yusuf Nurkic was drafted by the Nuggets in the same draft ahead of Jokic, which is crazy. This is like some Tom Brady shit. But also, I just want to say, shout out, Jokic felt like one of those guys that, I don't know if he said it, but I can just see in my mind Fran Fraschilla saying, he's a year away from From being being a a year year away. (laughs) Before we move on, I just want to talk about while we're on Jokic, have you seen Jokic's brothers in the oh, crowd goodness. in the shenanigans? Yes, yes. You see him hoist Mike Malone up the other day. Oh, you see yeah. him talking shit to Jack Nicholson. Oh, you see don't. them ready to fight anybody and anyone anybody. anytime. Yeah, those guys are hardos. I mean, yes. and that's why that's why their youngest brother is not perturbed by or flustered in any situation, right? I heard him say the other day, the only person I'm scared of is my is like my brother. Those guys are legit <laughs> cough cough tough tough humans. <laughs> Those guys own all of the other pula cheese that Jokic <laughs> does not own. Yeah, I'd they agree. just fucking strong arm that shit. Yeah. If there's there's any cheese out there, those guys have it. Coaching carousel talk. There is a little hubbub, little buzz about Victoria's own Steve Nash potentially taking over the reins mm-hmm. of your Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. I need your thoughts on this. We texted about this the other day, and I don't think you appreciated the anarchy of it. But, <laughs> but I mean, first off, and and let me just be obvious and to the point. Anybody from the city where we reside right now, JC, if they have a chance to be an NBA head coach, there's only 30 of those jobs, 31 of those jobs. I want them to have it. Sure. Uh, Canadian legend. You know how I feel about Stevie. If he's got a chance that Brooklyn debacle obviously doesn't look so great on his resume. He's, he, he didn't coach at St. Mike's. He had no head coaching experience before he was an associate with the dubs. But he was, I mean, he's just a reba- <laughs> rebounder and a well-wisher, let's be honest, right? Consultant, sure. sort of. KD liked him. KD liked him, so he was good. Yeah. Sean Marks hires him in Brooklyn. Doesn't go very well. Obviously, even with the talent, Kyrie and Durant. I want Steve. 
I want Stevie to get this job because I think it would be just, I would love the chaos of it. Do I think he's the right choice for the job? No, not at all. But it's not my money. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not signing his checks. So I would like, I would love to see Stevie get this job. I think, I also think Stevie maybe got a bit of a raw deal in Brooklyn and there's probably some bias in there. Sure. But I would like to see Stevie take another crack at being a head NBA head coach. If it's with Toronto and, and the, the Canadian media can get to quote a pal of mine, get just rock hard on Stevie being, (laughs) being the coach of the raps, Canada's team. Then I, I'm into it. Drake courtside, Drake courtside, trying to to give high fives to Steve, trying to dap him up. Stevie's got disco Dirk on the bench as an assistant. (laughs) It'd be amazing. Wouldn't it? FVV's like, I'll stick around for another year. Stevie. Sure. Michael Finley's a skills consultant. (laughs) (laughs) Amari <laughs> Stoudemire, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Your no, boy I think Amari. he's got a job, but maybe yeah. we bring him. We bring him north of the board. What do that. you think about the NBA coaching carousel? What jumps to you? Nick Nurse can pick his ticket anywhere. I saw some Phoenix stuff. I saw some Milwaukee stuff, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. I think mm-hmm. he's probably the best option out there. I know a lot of people like Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has shown that he does not have success in the playoffs the milk's gone bad (laughs) so i just wouldn't go down that path he'll get a job sure but i i wouldn't be the one to sign that check personally i like the idea of nikki nurse in phoenix Ooh, yeah bring some of that defense competency there and Mm -hmm. i think he could Mm -hmm. navigate those stars Mm -hmm. there as well i i like that a lot I, i honestly i feel like he's the the first domino Wherever a nurse goes, everything else is going to follow. Mm. Because then people are like, okay, that was my first option. It's not working. So Becky Hammond, congratulations. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever it is. I want to move on to another note before we get out of this NBA segment. Carmelo Anthony, calling it a day. Mm. Thoughts? L- loved him at Syracuse when they won it. I've heard people say that's the best season by a, a men's college basketball player ever. Hard to argue that. I mean, I don't have a tough. I don't I don't have a more glaring example than what he did there that year. Amazing. Yeah. Um Carmelo lost me a little bit at the tail end of his career because he was just such a he in the same in the same sense that we were just talking about Michael Porter shooter not having yeah. any interest in anyone else. Denver he was a bit of a he was a bit of Carmelo was a bit of a ball stopper. He was a bit of a black hole. Like when it went into him, it was not coming out. Blinders were on. Yeah, the blinders were on. But the guy can obviously shoot the pill. I'm not mad at that. I wouldn't want him to be on my team. I wouldn't want to be a teammate of his, but clearly a very skilled person. Nice. I'm just gonna do like a word association for me, just kind of things that come to mind when I think about Carmelo, and then mm-hmm. I'll give a little bit of a critique and we'll move on. Uh Headband, Braids, 15, Syracuse, Denver, Black Hole, Hoodie Mellow, Mm. USA, (laughs) lots of gold medals, Mm -hmm. Uh, Baltimore, New York, Oak Hill. These are all these things I think about with Mellow. When you think about Carmelo being retired, what jersey is he retired in? Denver. The Nugs. Yeah. Speaking of. Not Portland, your favorite place. He did play for the. He was double zero in Portland. God, I should have bought that at a thrift so store. Eh? I should have bought that at a thrift that's store. Bold, speaking bold. of, speaking of, can we wear that? I would wear a double zero Carmelo jersey all fucking summer. He's in your age range. He's like thirty eight ish, I think. Like the black, the black Blazers kit is fucking dope. Yeah, it's still it's dope. It still holds up. It's it holds up, man. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if Carmelo's gonna retire at thirty eight, so should I. <laughs> there we go. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at you if you came, you showed up next week for the the pod wearing a Drexler or like a Bill Walton, uh, Maurice Lucas. I prefer more obscure, like like a Carmelo Double Zero. You know, I like some Sam Bowie. Yeah, I'll take a Sam Bowie. I'll take <laughs> Fuck a, you, Jordan. I'll take a Sam Bowie. You know, or like a like a Detlef Shrimp Seattle <laughs> Sonics jersey. You know, something off the. <laughs> Damon Stoudemire Blazers jersey. Rasheed Wallace and less off the track. Anyway, we're getting no ahead of ourselves, but no, that's okay. But trailblazing all stars, yeah, up there with, the, with the Rasheed Wallace and my guys. True, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Carmelo uh, Platus. He, he, you know, Hall of Famer. 
is he in the top 75? Probably they'll probably throw him in there. Sure. He isn't already, I sure. think. Yeah. Um he scored a ton of points. I want to say mm-hmm. he was in that I think he's like the number 10 scorer ever. Crazy. Like something crazy like that. Um, How long did he play for the Knicks, Jamal? Nah, probably not long enough for Nick number 7 with the Knicks. Mhm. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird period like he was a bit of a tourist for sure, like in his later in his career mm-hmm. for sure. But um, you know, I've always felt like he had to come home to the Knicks in some respects, and like yeah. he always talks about that. He's hyping up his son, which will you know seems to be like worth the hype. A great player, young, great young player, grade ten, junior, sophomore, junior, grade ten, eleven. Yeah, passing the torch. It's so interesting, and this is another pod, another time. But we were talking about this off mic, off air earlier. So many of these guys we came up with, some of these guys, Boozer, uh, obviously LeBron, now Anthony, uh, Richard Hamilton, all of these guys, their kids are approaching an age where they're going to enter the league, and it's so fucking wild to me that we're just sitting here saying such and such junior, such and such is the second, yeah. such and such is such and such's kid, like yeah. these twins are like Carlos Boozer's kids or whatever. So it's wild that we're getting to this point, but um, Carmelo Anthony kind of passing the torch to his son in that kind of goodbye video as well um, was really poignant and interesting. And so let's see what happens. But Carmelo, for all his faults, you know, I think he'll be remembered fondly. Um, It wasn't all gravy, but um, respect to him. Mm -hmm. With Mm -hmm. that, let's take a break. Let's take a break. segment i put that up with anybody's nba segment take that ryan marcilla <laughs> bill simmons the pod father let's just quickly quickly jc slide into the nhl playoffs the stars won tonight your boy joe pavelski pushes us to perhaps a gentleman sweep hey your thoughts on the nhl playoffs thus far we're down we're almost down to the nitty-gritty and you know to quote a great Canadian, Neil Young, like we got a bit of a Southern man. This is <laughs> this is substantial. How are you feeling about the NHL playoffs? Not the teams I would have pictured being in the Final Four, and not the teams I pictured being in the Final Two, playing for the Stanley Cup. Mm. Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. Don't call it the Stanley Cup. People have done some obscene things, by the way, with Good that point. cup. Good point. Really, always love those stories. I think. The Panthers are my team that I'm picking to win it all. So let's just, for a second, let's just go back to last night. Matthew Kachuk again scores a big goal. He's got three winners and a helper for the in these four games in this series. Three, three winners and a helper in terms of points. <clears throat> Quite the trade. Quite the trade. Our friend, our fr- we do have listeners in Calgary. Those Flames fans must be bugging. Man. We traded an Uber dough and we got a championship. Do you think they call him Silent T in the room? No, no, no. Because <laughs> I would. Silent T, thanks for getting us out of this one. Yeah. I ordered a couple Uber doughs in Portland. <laughs> you rolling with the Panthers in the finals? I am. I think the Panthers are going to get it They're enthralling. They're enticing. They're intriguing. You get past Boston, who had a record year, get past the Leafs. Leafs of the Leafs, mm-hmm. and Here they've had go. some formidable tasks ahead of them, and they took care of everything. And I just see that they get it done. They got a little bit of rest now because Dallas won. I think the Knights get it done, so that's why I'm saying it's a little bit of rest. I think it's inevitable. We're gonna have a Sunrise Florida, Southern Southern Florida versus Las Vegas. Pe- you, you, the ardent Canadian hockey fan, how do you feel about that? It's so weird to watch. These matches where people in Canada summer, basically, or sorry, winter, I should say, basically. It's weird. It's like, what are you doing in the winter, uh, Mavis? I'm going down to Vegas or I'm going down to Sunrise, Florida. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so strange that that's where we're at. I'm going to be watching in June, potentially, Panthers nights. Lots of good old Ontario boys running around chasing the puck, but wearing these... Uh, 
these jerseys of these teams down south. I don't know, in how do in you 35 degree heat, these Ontario boys will be running around in 35 degree heat. I don't want to wear my freaking Kachuk jersey sweater when it's like 35 outside with the long sleeves. It's not really enticing. <laughs> but you have that in the closet, though, Jamal. You can wear it if you want. You can wear it. Let's jump into tennis. Talk to me about tennis. Oh, man. Christmas Day today, baby. They came up with a draw. Yeah. French Open, Roland Garros. May 28th. Starting this weekend. Mm. Draw came out today. It's a big day in the tennis world. Lots of interesting things happen. Justin, first of all, I just want to start with this. Do you know that only four men, four different men, Mm. have won the French Open since 2005? That's wild. Think about that. That's 18 years. I did not years. know that. That's, that's a great stat. 18 years. It's only been Rafa Nadal. Rafa Nadal. No, I'm not going to say Rafa's name 14 times, but mm-hmm. it's been Rafa 14 times. Roger Federer, Stan Wawrinka, fellow Swiss, and then Novak Djokovic. Wow. Two of those guys will not be participating in this year's French Open. The other two will be. Rafa 14 times? 14 times record. Holy poop. I haven't done anything 14 times. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No. So it's quite amazing. This is episode 14, though. That's true. Hey. Hey. That's right. So Rafa is absent. He's uh, still nursing that that hip injury from the Australian Open. Aren't we all? He's not going to be there. Yeah. I mean, you go to Australia, things happen. And he's not well. It stinks to see him away. But at the same time, as I've said, he's one of those only four guys, two of them, him and Roger Federer, are not participating in this tournament that are still (laughs) playing in this tournament. So that opens the field up. You always feel like it's Rafa against the field when it comes to the French Open. I mean, there were even jokes about people saying, like, their power rankings, Rafa being an honorable mention, even though he like is literally not playing in the tournament just because that's how much of a, a powerhouse he is. And here we are. And I think the kind of guys to watch, the candidates, if you will, the power rankings, for me, you got to consider Akaraz, Djokovic, Medvedev, which, hey, I didn't know the octopus or octopi like dirt but apparently they're getting it done on the dirt our russian octopus has been on a tear holger runa our uh, l'enfant terrible and then uh sissy pass you can throw sissy pants sissy pants you can throw root into the mix too if you want another one he was the semifinal or sorry the finalist last year that lost to rafa but i think these are your guys djokovic and alcaraz that's the talk of the day they are slated to face each other in the semifinals. Typically, when you have two of the best players in the world, you want to see them in the final, but honestly, I just want to see them play. Djokovic, due to his lack of vaccinations, um, hasn't had many matches with Alcaraz because he basically can't come to North America. This summer, Joe Biden and the folks out there decided it's okay. So he'll be coming to our shores, so we'll see him. But we'd love to see that. Those are the guys that I'm really thinking to get it done. But I want to. Is just... it a donkey cheese issue with Jokic? Is it a donkey <laughs> cheese issue? Let's call, spade, let's call spade a spade. Is it a donkey cheese issue? He's a very particular man. I think he's gluten free. He stretches a lot. Apparently, there's a it's a quote from his wife just saying, "I typically expect to come into the room and he's see him stretching." stretching. Mm. Do with that what you may. Tom Brady, eat your heart out. Sure. When I'm playing men's league hockey and I'm in a parking lot just having a beer and a bullshit <laughs> with a pal. I mean, if you think during that process when I'm pre-gaming like that, when I'm pre-gaming hard like that, if you don't think I'm stretching at the same time I'm having a beer and talking to a dear pal, you're wrong. I am. I mentioned you to a, a mutual friend the other day and I said, Justin Kelly, and the first words that came to mind were peak pliability. So... I mean, that's that's vastly incorrect, but however, I'll accept. <laughs> but yeah, Djokovic, he, he's peak, still getting peak done. Pli- peak pliability. <laughs> yeah. Putting that on the card tomorrow. <laughs> Vista Print, here we come. <laughs> Sit with that for a while. You're welcome. First yeah. one's for free. I mean, you know, talk about me. Don't lie about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
So yeah, we'll see what happens. Long shots, I just want to run through. It was really interesting seeing some odds today on Canadian TV. Your guy, you love a... Sinner. Yeah, Yannick Sinner. I think he's fourth in the the odds, which is wild. It's like a thousand to one odds with him. And he's not even in the top ten. So you gonna co- sprinkle? We're gonna talk sports betting next week. Are you gonna sprinkle on? Would you sprinkle on Yannick Sinner? Nice little long shot. Put a couple of bucks, maybe make a couple of bucks on a a sinner. We love a sinner. Would you? Is that a? Would that be in your betting realm hypothetically? I don't live in Ontario and I don't have any offshore mm-hmm. accounts. But um, I, if I were a betting man, I maybe not to win. Yeah. Maybe to place or show. <laughs> if you get the reference. I do. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a really, really sound chance of making some noise here. Um, Fritz is in the mix too. Rublev, he won that Monte Carlo, his first uh, Masters at the um, clay court level. Zverev, last year, he was on the precipice, had that really bad ankle injury. He's on his way back, but let's let's call him a long shot. Why not? Cameron Nori, I'll talk about in a moment. And Renzo Musetti, mm. who has beaten Carlos Alcaraz on clay. So that's significant. Keep that in mind. Um, guys that I am rooting for. Mm-hmm. Just guys that I just want to watch. And maybe I'll throw a few shekels on sure. if I got, sure. got time or if I had the means to do so. I'm right. inundated constantly with betting apps. Sure. As we sit here at the top of your hill. <laughs> oh, easy, easy. Hey, put a helmet on. Artur Fees, love him. Tiafo. One in in Houston, people would say that's an asterisk. American red clay, whatever. But he won on clay, y'all. Local, local too. Like, yeah, yeah. DMV. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Fair. Near and dear. Alcaraz and Medvedev would be the guys that are like top of the food chain. I think they're gonna get some stuff done. But that's who I'm rooting for. Medvedev is such a fucking troll. I love it. Justin, I'll show you some videos later. He's great. First round matches to watch. There's a lot of them. It's a big field. 128 players. My guy, Ben Shelton, Chomp Chomp Gators. Ben Shelton's playing Sinego from Italy. That's going to be really interesting. Sinego's the favorite to win. I mean, it's on clay. Shelton's playing clay as many times as I have. So I think Sinego's going to take it, but it's fun to watch. Cameron Nori against the... Twice in- last week? You played on clay <laughs> twice last week? I've had some time at Bear Mountain. Slight, sorry, slight delay there. <laughs> Cameron Nori... Benoit Pair. Benoit Pair is so talented, but such a head case. So that'll be interesting. Nori is an outside chance to win. We talked about Artur Fiz. He's playing Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Real name. Accents work, and I'll give it to you. Thank you. The kids call him Foki. Mm. And I think Foki mm. and Fiz is going to be really great. And another alliteration matchup here. Felix Auger-Aliassime playing against Fabio Bonini. Nice. The Italian. Nice. He is fiery. He'll drop a couple of Madonnas okay. in there for sure. He's got like, a lot of energy. Okay. Like Madonna like Madonna the artist? Like the <laughs> Like Madonna, like, oh my god, what's happening? A little ooh la la, but like a, an Italian taste. Okay. He's about five foot six <laughs> and he's got a, a little bit of small man's disease, but it's so great on the court. He just trounces around walking sure. around like he sure. owns the whole dominion. Sure awesome mm. so felix pulled out today well, that's a small man who can do that a short kings rise up uh felix <laughs> felix rise up, rise up. <laughs> felix had to pull out today with an injury so let's see if he gets right for the tournament next week mm. on the women's side three names that's all you need sviantek sabalenka ribikina or ribakina one of them are gonna win mm. that's all i'm gonna say about that that's so, who so i think bet on one of those three like yeah softly you know, saunter into those waters, wade into those waters with those three names. If you want to put down a few shacks, if you got twenty to a hundred dollars that you just be okay with parting with because yeah. you spend it at the bar this weekend anyway. Uh, yeah, I throw it on Sabalenka. Ooh, Jamal's betting corner. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sports Gloss with Justin Jamal. 
We had a little bit of local footy action happening last night. Significant matchup, if you will. PFC, Pacific FC against Justin's Vancouver Whitecaps. Like choosing your favorite child, Justin. Hard choice. Hard choice. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Wait, that. did I go to the game? No. <laughs> That's all right. It was crowded. It was 5,221 people there. Their, their, their best crowd ever. Which is awesome. Starlight Stadium out in Langford. Really cool to see those numbers on a That's beautiful cool. night. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of things to play for. Lots of things happening. Give us a little report about the match. 5,200 people out there last night, JC. We got to get out there with the Sports Glosses media passes soon. Ooh. I think we need to work that in. I like that. Whitecaps, you know, the Whitecaps are playing down a division, playing against this the Canadian Premier League's, our local club, PFC, Pacific FC. And they go on to, you know, it was a bit of a bit of a beating. That was a, that would be a bit strong. Caps went up 2-0. Then there was a pretty serious injury yeah. by one of the scories, Ali Ahmed. It sounded like there was a a separated shoulder as well as a concussion. And that was a 17-minute delay in stadium. My my reports have that as a 17-minute delay in stadium. Significant time. It is. And that kind of would take the wind out of your sails if you and I are out there on a on a little solo mission in Langford or if we're out there with our kids. That's um Changes the energy in the building. It sure does, and and certainly takes the wind out of the sails of not only the players and the fans, but like it's a pretty, a pretty somber, sober moment. They had the ambulance out there. They had the the blanket on him. He wasn't really aware of where he was apparently at one point when people were asking him questions. But you could tell in the Whitecaps interviews after the game with the Whitecaps that they were, I mean, legitimately concerned about their friend. Like you could, you could tell that. I was listening on the radio actually. I was doing a little bit of work stuff outside of my house, and I and I was listening on the radio on AM seven thirty. Because yeah, once in a while I'll get down on the AM dial. <laughs> I'll get down on the AM dial as you should support local. And uh, I mean, it's not on. It's not on the cable provider. It's you know, like not you gotta, yet. It's not on that. You got to pay that little extra to get that package anyway. So I was listening on the AM dial, and I'm quite proud to say that. And you could tell that the tenor and the the atmosphere changed. And like I said, a couple of reports from pals out there. It was um, it was a bit of game changer anyway. Caps win. They move on and play Montreal, I believe, next Wednesday for like the Canadian Championships. And our local product is is now finished. But a year ago, JC, a year ago. Pacific FC beats the Vancouver Whitecaps, and and the Vancouver Whitecaps then go on to fire their manager the next day, which is pretty Ooh, cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I had a feeling if the if the um, our local the Tridents, I think they call them, if yeah. Stewie the Starfish, if they win, maybe the Whitecaps would have done the same thing a year later, fire their manager. I know it's pretty cool to retire someone else's manager if you can. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> Lots of uh, summer vibes, like you said, lots of people out last night. We've been talking about that earlier, how it's been warm. And as a result, too, there's been a lot of stuff going on around town on our local parenting scene and just our our daily lives that I want to chat about briefly. There's been a hell of a lot of construction everywhere, and it's blowing my world up, JK. Yeah, I feel like roots, your roots, we've talked about this, your roots and my roots are being uh, disturbed would be a mild way to put it i won't linger on this long but definitely spending a lot more time thinking about the the way i'm gonna get my kids to school because and your commute is short on that like it shouldn't be like three kilometers it shouldn't be something you have to think about but no with the uh, with the aforementioned construction it's a it's a hard ride it's a hard ride for sure in the morning you're just trying to get the kids to school get things going and and you know survive in advance but it's it's been a little bit treacherous lately Mm. but one of the bright spots this week for me in Mm. regards to school drop-offs and pickups my in-laws have been up in parksville enjoying themselves as they should but that's blessed me with the opportunity (laughs) to pick my kids up at 235 in the middle of my work day yeah not a problem for you i'm sure (laughs) and um you know, or maybe listeners know, and if you don't, 
uh, Justin's second born shares a class with my second born. And I was just hanging out outside of the class. And I had a moment where I realized on Wednesday, yesterday, when I had to pick the kids up, basically two of your kids don't really recognize me or know me. Mm. (laughs) Spend a little bit of time with you. And it's just funny. Quincy is the sweetest and will spend all kinds of time chatting with me. Mm. And I love it. But Layla kind of does her own thing. Pazibo, I don't think really has ever like maybe given me a pound or anything like like maybe she gave me a pound I yeah. think once at your crib, yeah. but hasn't really um, recognized me. And it was compounded by the fact that I don't think I've actually met the person that is your uh, your care provider, caretaker. Yes. Yeah. Julie. I, Julie. I, I, Julie. And I realized yeah. Juju. Juju. That, yeah, Juju. If you know, you know. Yeah. And there were just moments where I realized the other day I was like. I want to go up and say hi to Zadie, but this lady doesn't know me. I'm just gonna be a weird black man touching this blonde baby in this crib, and it was just like, or like crib, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where I was just That's like, funny man. That's really funny. I haven't, like I said, I was like, I wanted to go up and say hi to Zadie, but I was like, Zadie's not gonna recognize me. She might make a face, and yeah. Julie might just start crying out emergency or something, yeah. and we we're in a whole situation after school. And I'm persona non grata, and I can't pick my kids up for the rest of the term. Oh man, that's a that's a series of events you and I haven't talked through. I'm surprised we didn't get there. And you're right, all <laughs> what you just described entirely possible. It is, it is. Yeah, but it's great because yeah, I feel like Zebo would have probably you know I'm, give you give you have given you the up and down, and then be like, hey, hey, Julie, he's all right. We'll let him go. That's we'll mom, all. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. But I say hi to Layla. She's kind of, you know, hey, what's up? And like Quincy says hi to me, and I gather my kids, and I, I, I come back home and start working again because <laughs> it's the middle of the fucking day. Oh, man. But, yeah. That's another story. I like that, though. That's noted. <laughs> That's Joe to Jamal. Jamal. I'll, talk to, I'll talk to my kids about that. We, we you know. Just we, showing pictures, like flashcards? No, like, no, but we need to be the, friendly. But we need to be friendly. Man, if you see this band, he's okay. I spend my Thursday nights with him. Well, we haven't seen you at basketball for a couple weeks either. That hey. doesn't help. That doesn't help. I'll be there Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Last one, best one. It's all good. I want to move on to Q&A with J&J. Q&A with J&J brought to you by... Construction Everywhere. Hey, hey. you got a place to be? <laughs> Not so fast, friend. <laughs> Construction. Hey, hey! remember when this wasn't a bike lane and you could merge here? Construction bike lane. Hey, <laughs> something just hit the underside of my truck and it sounded heavy. <laughs> Construction everywhere all at once. The new movie is going to win an Oscar next year. Yeah, it sounds exciting. It's happening all around my town and yours. It's always frustrating during rush hour Mm. can't we do this at night can't we do this in the winter can we can we yeah can't we stretch this out a little bit more why does it have to be so localized why is road construction so pervasive in this little area is it this like is it this pervasive everywhere i feel like it's bisecting town like it's like hey if you live on this side of town (laughs) good side of the tracks if you live on this side of town good luck sucker because you gotta wait to get onto your one-way streets how would we ever know? Because I can't get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully this construction comes to an end. They keep building vertically and old people in Victoria really carry on their NIMBY motif and keep bitching about <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> with that being said, let's turn things up and talk about some positive Q&A with J&J. We're going to talk about Q&A and J&J brought to you by Jamal's Agro. <laughs> And worldwide combustion. (laughs) Folks, we've got three and a half months. Let's talk summer, Jamal. Summer, summer, summer time. So I want to talk about songs. We were talking about this the other day off mic, obviously, how we were just saying, hey, you know what? There's a lot of vibes this time of year, a lot of songs, a lot of summer anthems that come to mind as the warm weather just comes to beat down on of us and uh and we no, enjoy that's it. not how you say it. you say when the warm weather comes and we re- can really enjoy it and you know soak it up 
Get your Blundstones off. Get your Birkenstocks on. Get them toes out. <laughs> I'd zinc all over my face earlier today like an asshole. Survive in advance, friend. You got to do what you got to do. What are your tunes, JC? These are the tunes. Do we want to do kind of a overrated, underrated, or a versus? Because I've got a bracket here. What wow. would you be in the mood for, friend? Pick your favorite. Okay, yeah. Pick your favorite, either or. Some of the genres are kind of a eh, cross-brand, but we'll just go with it. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Summertime, Will Smith, <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Versus It Was a Good Day by mm. Ice Cube. Mm. Some people have tried to pinpoint the actual day and time. Ice Cube says it's a composite. It's not one day. Fucked around, got a triple-double. I'm going um, DJ Jazzy Jeff and The Fresh Prince. Next. Woo! Yeah. I like, hey, man... Mama cooked a breakfast with no, breakfast with no hog. That's yeah. where I go. I like that line. But teach his own. Mm-hmm. Next one. Mm-hmm. Bill Withers, Lovely Day mm-hmm. versus a band called The Beatles. Pretty, pretty important band. Here comes the sun. Where would you go? Second Beatles reference in, in the same pod. That's a first. I love The Beatles. Uh, have you seen The Bee Movie? You've got kids. Have you seen The Bee Movie? Oh, yes. Jerry Seinfeld. With, yes. As Barry Vincent. Have you yes, seen that? I have. Great, great animated kids film. I actually quite like that. I, I That's one that I can watch and not be repulsed. That's another podcast episode, by the way, we're mm. going to talk about in the future. You've seen that? Kids though, movies you, that we enjoy. You've seen that? You like it? I do. Yeah. What's your choice? Bill Withers or Barry Vincent? I mean, this is another one of those picking your favorite kid kind of a thing. Because Lovely Day is amazing. I love it. Julia walked out at our wedding day. Here comes the sun. I think that's the answer, right? So I think I got to go that way. Paul, John, mm. Ringo, okay. George. Okay, next. Last week we made a summer breeze. It makes me feel fine. Yeah. We had a reference. Excuse me. Summer breeze or... Beach Boys. Good, I'm good. Those good vibrations. Let's, I'm going Summer Breeze just because it makes me feel good in my loins. I never surfed. <laughs> I never will. These knees don't surf. These knees don't surf. Put that on a t-shirt. Get it at the sportsclass.ca. <laughs> there it is. Summer Breeze. Next, Steal My Sunshine, which is Len, I believe. <laughs> How did you know that? Yeah. Pulled it out. Versus Doing Time. Doing Time. Easy. Sublime. Summertime and living's easy. Yeah, lens a Canadian lens a Canadian hit. Next. Hot and her versus drop a leg is hot? That's a category I can't get behind. That's taking me back to two thousand and two. I can write a thesis paper on both these songs. Oh. Sometimes Nelly put the band-aid on his cheek. For those at home. Volkel tank top on at this point. Proud of St. Louis, St. Lunatics. He introduced us to the St. Lunatics. Drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. Who are you taking? What's the song? Drop it like it's hot. Okay. It's amazing. Pharrell, the beat is so good. So good. Some of the best Snoop ever. Hot in here. I'd lean hot in here, but I get your point. Next. <laughs> get a superstar. That is what you are. Here comes the hot, hot step. step uh, word or up. <laughs> I'm going ghetto superstar. Here's why. I grew mm-hmm. up on Vancouver Island. Yes. I can remember a time in my bedroom in Black Creek, BC, three hours north of where we are here in Little Owl Studios. And on the radio station 93.3, which is now JRFM, a Seattle sports talk radio station that you and I listen to. Conservative on, dudes, but yes. A lot of white conservative dudes, fair. 4 p.m. Petros Papadakis. That's worth a listen. Yes, he's great. Yes, see. At 93.3, in my bedroom in beautiful Black Creek, BC, I could tape, tape with a cassette in the in my little stereo, my little boombox. I could tape 93.3, which was the freshest, the freshest, I say in air quotes, hip-hop tracks I can find. And on 93.3, they played Ghetto Superstar. I remember one night I was listening in my room, daydreaming about something, and I remember, and I was recording, they played Ghetto Superstar, Praz, Maya, yeah. four times in a row. Damn. Back to back to back. Rewind. Back to back. Jax. 
Can you can you give me a little bit of the baseline right now? No, but I can give you a little bit of Maya. I can give you the baseline, then you give me some Maya. Go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Get a superstar. That is what you want. It's a hit. Proz is in jail now, but it doesn't matter. We got it on cassette. <laughs> Next one. I want something <sighs> else. Semi-charmed life, or you might as well be walking on the sun. Easy choice. Semi-charmed kind of life. You? I like Guy Fieri. I like the, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, but mm-hmm. I got to say uh, semi-charmed life. Get lucky or can't get you out of my head? Shit. Can't get you out of my bed in my head, sorry. Literally I can't get out of my head. Kylie Minogue. La 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 Let's get dark for a second. Kylie Minogue RIP. I don't know, maybe. I think so. Australian. I would say get lucky. Pharrell, Daft Punk. It's it's a hit. Your pal from Virginia Beach. Yeah. I danced to that in my wedding too. Sure. September versus Margaritaville. I'm taking Margaritaville. I stand by that. I gotta go September Cool and the Gang I think Oh no Earth, Wind and Fire Sorry September 21st It's uh The weird right? thing September when it, 21st I believe so Do you so. remember Yeah Yeah you're right I was gonna say I was gonna tie it in It's always interesting When I'm watching The English national team The, the soccer team The football team mm-hmm. And they Inevitably Someone Cause they're always Kind of just like Parroting these songs That they've kind of Repurposed mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. They always bring that into the fold, and it's so wild to me that these hooligans love that. But it's great. I gotta go September over Margaritaville. Sorry. Hey, Jimmy Buffett, respect. Talked about Florida earlier. Hey, Key West, what up? <laughs> Shout out to all my people down there. Sure. Red, Key West, we're coming. Rednecks and drunk bellies. Yeah. Yeah. The sports loss is going on remote to Key West. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I would love to that be there. That would work for us. Sand in my toes, water in my, my heels, having a beer on a hot night. Let's go. That concludes episode 14 of the Sports Gloss. Thanks so much for listening. Check us out on Instagram at the Sports Gloss. Give us your thoughts, feelings, emotions. You know we love to hear from you, and we certainly appreciate your listenership. JC, what do we always say? Survive in advance. Peace. See you next week. Peace.